1: Surprise! Happy Labor Day, everybody. Anthony Cazenzi here with CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. We are grinding. We are working. Even though it's a holiday work, uh, holiday weekend, I guess, holiday itself today on Labor Day, we're still bringing you all kinds of coverage, whether it's on this show, on CincyJungle.com, through our social media platforms, that sort of thing. We want to run down some headlines. Big week one coming up. Big week one coming up, not only for the Bengals, for the division itself and just around the league. Hey, regular season football is back you got to be excited about that a great game that's kicking off the season Thursday night and that that'll be exciting to see and obviously base, that, Bengals fans might have a little bit of a different take on that one right with the opening with the opening game because it's like you know based on everything that's happening with the Rams oh by the way, there's a headline with that that we're going to cover in this show based on the headlines with the Rams and the different things going on with the, with the Rams and obviously the Bengals losing to them, there might be a little bit of, I don't know. Uh, animosity, I guess is a good word. And then of course, uh, the bills, the Bengals may need all the help they can get, um, around the AFC to, uh, you know, get some of the AFC powerhouses more in the loss column. So I don't know where you're going to stand on that one. If you've got, if you've got a, A couple of things that you want to, you know, that you want to share in the comments. Do so in the YouTube chat, live YouTube chat, live live Facebook chat. Thanks for joining us. However, you may be doing so, whether it's live or after the fact. If it's live, of course, you got to like the Cincy Jungle Facebook page. There's about eighty plus thousand liking that one. So go check that one out. Uh, And then, of course, on our on our Twitter account, you can see the live stream there. I think there's about forty. 40,000, 50,000 that like that one. So go check that one out. Of course, our Orange and Black Insider YouTube channel. You can click the icon right down there on the corner. Click that to subscribe. And then the bell to be notified when we go live, when new content is available. We're bringing you all kinds of different stuff, even working on holidays for you. That's how we roll around these parts because it's week one. It's Steelers week. It's so weird to have Steelers week to kick off the season, but... We're bringing you different stuff. And, then of course, if you like to listen after the fact, you can go on one of those platforms and still watch the recording. Or if you like the audio side, go ahead and subscribe to the Cincy Jungle Podcast channel, your favorite audio streamer, whether that's iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all of the major ones. We are there. You can get this show, Talking Football with Bengal Jim and Friends. He'll be back tomorrow night, Tuesday night with another episode. And then, of of course, Coach Speak and Chalk Talk with Matt Minnick will be bringing you all that kind of different, all those shows, all the slates of shows on the audio side. So you won't want to miss that. And, of course, go subscribe to their respective YouTube channels as well. Well, hello, everybody. I'm seeing some hellos in the live chat. Hello, hello. Just for the sake of time, for the sake of everybody enjoying their holiday and whatnot, we're going to focus on the AFC North, particularly because the Bengals in week one play one of their division rivals. And um, but we're going to focus on the Bengals, obviously, primarily some news kind of coming out today, Monday. And then, of course, we're going to we're going to keep, you know, we're going to go a little heavier on the Steelers side of things just to get give you an idea on a couple of different websites there. And then uh, we'll get you some Browns news, some Ravens news and get on out of here. Obviously, a lot to talk about. We'll be getting you all kinds of different stuff this week on this show as well. We have our big deep dive show on Wednesday night. We'll be getting you that. Some special guests potentially to be announced then as well. So you won't want to miss that. And then, of course, we'll be doing a kind of a behind enemy lines kind of type of thing and getting a preview from someone who covers the Steelers as well this week. So we'll get all that stuff to you on this show as well. All right. Enough with the jabbering and the intros and all that kind of stuff. Let's go. Let's get to some headlines. And in case you're new to these, uh, just so you know, I share, if you if you like the video, if you're watching the video, I share my screen and pin the, I copy the links to these articles. Most are on Cincy Jungle. Some are on other SB Nation uh, sites that cover the other AFC North teams. I do grab other tweets from some of the beat writers, the great beat writers that cover the, the Bengals. I do occasionally veer off. But, hey. Cincy Jungle's got got all the news and and all that stuff. So we're keeping it, we're keeping it in-house a little bit on these. But let's stop, let's talk a little roster because this has been an ever-changing thing with the Bengals since the final roster cuts. It's just been, you know, last week they did the final roster, Final 53, and that has morphed like three or four different times. So here you go, Bengals, and this was as of today from headman Jason Markham over at CincyJungle.com. Here you go. I will pin that in the live chat for you and hey you know what I'm gonna go full screen on this bad boy so you don't have to see my silly face you can just enjoy the article Bengals make roster moves with Alan George Thad Moss, and Jesse Bates what are those moves you asked here is the moves they have waived cornerback Alan George George was placed on the roster the final roster maybe a little bit of surprise to some did play well in the preseason but did um Did play well in the preseason, earned his way on, so to speak. But the short-term IR situation with Cam Taylor-Britt allowed another spot for him. Uh, Obviously, the Bengals were doing all kinds of different things, made a number of waiver wire moves. Brandon Allen on and off the final roster, all that kind of stuff. We'll talk more about that in a second. But they waived Allen George, and they released tight end Thad Moss from the practice squad. So Thad Moss season- is no longer in Cincinnati. The Bengals waived cornerback Alan George from the 53-man roster. Released tight end Thad Moss. Um, George is being waived to make room for the return of safety Jesse Bates. Now, if you remember Bates, because of his you know holdout, not having the franchise tag signed, he signed it late um, towards the end of training camp, preseason, etc. So he signed it late, and with that, he was a roster exemption for a period of time, and now they are bringing him on to the roster, thus. George being waived. So now the Bengals were, are, are kind of going to do some different things here, especially with Taylor Britt out and whatnot. But um, that's that's kind of where the the corresponding move was. Bates on, George off, and then uh, Thad Moss. Not a good weekend for LSU in general, I guess. LSU lost a heartbreaker yesterday to Florida State. And now LSU uh, and, and Joe Burrow's good friend Thad Moss off of the practice squad. And um, it's likely we'll, we'll see a forthcoming move that Alan George then gets picked up on the Bengals practice squad and takes the place of Moss. So it's kind of a domino effect, domino effect, domino effect. That's some of the latest in terms of roster transactions here. Now, with that, I will say, let's, let's, go, let's skip over here. I was going to go in a different order, but I'm going to skip here. And this is Lou Anarumo talking about using Jesse Bates and Dax Hill at the same time, and this is on cincyjungle.com as well, but this is uh, an article here, Louanne Rumo talking about playing both of them at the same time and in different roles, particularly with Cam Taylor Britt on the sidelines, and they're going to have to try and do much a, a lot of different things. Keith Evans, always good to see you, my, my friend. Look at this, hailing from the Bahamas, watching live from the Bahamas. I love it. My, my, where I am right now kind of feels like the Bahamas. We're getting uh, some ancillary uh, weather from, I guess, a a hurricane somewhere. So we're getting a lot of heat and humidity around here. So I'm feeling a little Bahamas-ish where I am right now, but, but good to see you as well, my friend. And I saw another one, Chris Berrien, name we haven't seen for a little while. Good to see you, Chris, in the live YouTube chat as well. And hello to everybody, not just those two, but Hello to everybody. All right. So here you go. Lou Anarumo. I'm playing Jesse Bates and Dax Hill together. So we just talked about Bates being on the roster. Of course, Dax Hill, first round pick on the roster. Um, you know, he, he there's the quote was, while Jesse wasn't here, Dax was doing and practicing the roles that he's going to do during the season. By the way, this is a video from Mike Petralia. Great, great follow and does a great job covering the team. Go follow him at Trags, um, T R A G S. On, on Twitter, while Jesse wasn't here, Dax was doing and practicing the roles that he's going to do during the season. And, um, it, it Anarumo didn't go into great detail, but it's what was kind of hinted at. And go, please, I'll, I'll see if I can go, uh, get you the, the link to that tweet as well. But Anarumo showed a great ability to not only disguise coverages as uh, adjust as the game required, but also to use players in somewhat unconventional ways to slow down opposing offenses, is what this article right so obviously there's going to be uh he's not going to say this is exactly what we're going to do but you're going to see those guys on the field together um often uh and so i know a lot of people got on me a little bit about this where i when i said you know i think with jesse bates in the fold you're going to see dax hill doing some of the things that i think luana rumo had envisioned for ricardo allen but obviously do it at a much you know, you would think a much higher level being the athlete and first round pick that he is and also do other things along with that. The good news is Hill, even though he's not, he's now kind of being eased into a role as opposed to, you know, Bates isn't playing, he's not here. So now he's got to fill that role immediately as a rookie. The good news is um, regardless of that, Hill showed in the preseason that he was able to to carry big roles and uh didn't you know even though it was preseason the nfl didn't look too big for him he was very active made a lot of plays had an interception against the giants almost had another one in the in the opener there so he looks pretty good and having both those guys out there will definitely help the defense disguise looks and do a lot of different things obviously as teams look to employ multiple wide receivers create mismatches with tight ends all that kind of stuff you're going to have a dax hill out there and so you know you're going to see all kinds of different combinations from luana rumo where you know you'll have jet Bates and hill on the field at the same time you'll have flowers probably trailing slot and or tight end options all kinds of different things so um you'll see a lot of players out there doing a lot of different things which is which is great and it's not going to be super vanilla which is which is awesome so Good to see there, and and Anarumo didn't go into great detail in that video, but did say that you're going to see those guys out on the field uh, together pretty often. All right, let's get back to some roster news here. And this is about Mr. Brandon Allen. Here you go. Bengals re-signed three players and placed two on IR. This is as of a couple of days ago from my comrade-in-arms there, John Sheeran. here is the link here. Hey. Lindsay, how you doing? Welcome. Good to see you. Uh, so here you go. Um, in the live chats there, the link is there for you. Bengals resigned three players two on IR. This is on Cincy Jungle. Again, the Bengals resigned Brandon Allen, safety Michael Thomas, and running back Travion Williams. Allen and Thomas were released as of last Wednesday probably a handshake type of deal with Brandon Allen to get him back on the team. And then, um, you know, they, they had to go, um, excuse me, they didn't have to go through waivers because they've, they are vested veterans. And then, uh, but Williams did, he was waived by the team cleared waivers and has returned the Bengals though. In turn placed Tyson Anderson and Isaiah Prince on the reserve injured list both players will miss a minimum of four games. So that short-term IR thing um, does have players miss four games, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Tyson Anderson, that that one doesn't sound as serious. Hamstrings, you know, that's just something that you got to – it's nagging and you got to rest, that sort of thing. Prince, we don't know too much about the elbow, but both are on the reserve injured list to start the year. We'll see what happens. They join guys like Cam Taylor-Britt who are on that short-term IR. He had the core surgery, that sort of thing. So these are the moves that the Bengals continued to do. And, again, this was kind of a lockstep process in building the roster and getting these guys back on the roster or continuing to create the roster. Those were some of the things they needed to do in order to, um, you know, Get it's just it sounded weird, right? When you heard Brandon Allen was oh my gosh, they got one quarterback, but obviously they had a plan in place, they likely had a handshake deal in place, and it was it was fine. So um yeah, any any rate, those are some corresponding moves here. And then Sage Ohio, what's going on? You're you're probably feeling pretty good about the big win the other night there, uh by the buckeyes there beating the beating the Irish. That was a fun game to watch. All right, more roster stuff, and you' most folks probably know this by now, but it is worth noting that OJ Howard did sign to the Texans. So early in the week, it was seemingly OJ Howard's going to be a Bengal. He's visiting, he's there. The Bengals want him, that sort of thing. Well, what happened was the Bengals made a waiver claim on Devin Asiasi. And so when they got that waiver claim, it kind of made the idea of Howard signing a, a little bit expendable. So they they said, okay, well, Thanks, but no thanks. He promptly left Cincinnati, went to Houston and signed there, did Howard. Howard's a guy that's, you know, obviously very athletic. He You know, he's got a lot of tools, but for some reason in the league, it just hasn't coalesced for a number of different reasons. So um, you know, regardless, he could be a, a good pickup to, for Houston. We'll see what happens there. But the Bengals seem to be set now a tight end with Hurst, Ossi, Sample, and, um, you know, others. And then I mentioned Thad Moss now no longer on the practice squad. So O.J. Howard was with the Texans. And, and likely what happened was, you know, the Bengals just kind of they weren't satisfied with where the tight end position group was or, you know, at, at the point of final cuts. And so they just had a lot of different feelers out in a lot of different directions. And kind of what fell in their lap, fell in their lap. So at at, at this point, the Bengals are far more comfortable with who they have on the roster in those those players. Asi Asi is a really intriguing guy, former third-round pick out of UCLA, and a guy that I think a lot of people had high hopes for but injuries and different elements with him as well. Just how ha- he only has a, a couple of catches, one touchdown catch in a couple of years in the, in the league. So we'll see what happens there. I think obviously some of these guys, you're going to want hers to go out and do things in the red zone and, 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 you know, move the chains, that sort of thing. But guys like Asiasi sample as well, are going to need to help out in the blocking game and in other capacities as well, even chipping some of these great edges that the Bengals will be going against this year. So At any rate, that's um, that's kind of where the Bengals are right now, and OJ Howard no longer in the plans. After you know, early last week it seemed, early middle last week it seemed like he was going to be a Bengal, maybe even a Bengal on top of Asi, but didn't happen. So, moving on, one guy who's got to be pretty psyched about earning a big role with the team has to be Cordell Volson, rookie guard, a guy who just plain outplayed. Jackson Carmen for an open position at the left guard spot. And now not only is he excited, but he is staying humble per an article on Cincy jungle and other quotes that he has relayed from other outlets. And the link is in the live chat for you there quote, just continuing to get better Volson said of his game. And this is again, courtesy of Mike Petralia quote, I think that's the biggest thing about where we're at right now. I still have a lot to learn and I'm looking forward to learning all of those things. And then he continued on bangles.com via Jeff Hobson. The big, that's the biggest thing, being a better version of myself every day. I know I keep saying it, but that's what it comes down to. There are a lot of things I have to get better as I keep going. Um, So, He's got the right mindset. He's got the right uh, approach to things. Just knowing that even though he's earned the starting spot, that doesn't mean he can't still grow, can't still improve. All of that. But look, again, you know the the highs may be a little higher with Jackson Carmen on from a snap to snap basis, but the lows are certainly not as low uh, on a snap to snap basis between Volson and Carmen there, and that's where the Bengals are. They 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 just can't have that pendulum swing so wildly, so to speak, in terms of performance on the offensive line. They can't afford to lose Joe Burrow. They can't afford to have Joe Burrow get hit and sacked as many times as he did last year. And so they, and you know, more on offensive line in just a second, but the, the Bengals also want to establish the run quote on that. And, uh, you know, they they want things to come together finally on the offensive line Uh, up up front there. Zach Taylor has kind of had a lot of moving parts, musical chairs on that offensive line since he took over the Bengals head coaching job. And now he wants it settled. And I think a lot of people wanted Carmen to win the job based on the draft capital that the Bengals have invested in him. But he just it hasn't come together. Keep in mind, though, I've said this on this show and, and some others that I've been on. Keep in mind that Jackson Carmen is only 22 years old in his second year in the NFL. Cordell Volson is 24. So, if you're looking to run Jackson Carmen out of town, um, at least from a developmental standpoint, you may want to pump the brakes on that on that front because he's still very young. There is some good clay to mold there. It's just, can you be consistent? What, where do you fit on this offensive line, and all of that? So um, and, and really, to be quite honest with you, some of the better coaches, some of the best teams that we've seen in the recently in the NFL, they preach and breed competition. I know Pete Carroll and the you know, I know the Seahawks have not been the same last year and likely this year, but in years prior, it was compete, compete, compete in Seattle and draft position didn't really matter. It was, you know, if you're the best player and you're showing us the most, you're going to get the starting job and you're going to get a chance to shine. And I like this mantra. I think we all, again, would like to see a second round pick work out and work out immediately like Carmen. But I think I I like this mantra here that the Bengals are exuding where it's like, hey, you know, we, we can't wait around here. Our championship window propped open last year and we got to continue to take advantage we got to keep moving forward we got to get all hands on deck and the best hands on deck right now so um at any rate i I don't know how long the leash will be for volson um and then of course the Bengals brought in max Sharping. that's an interesting move there and i think that that is good good depth for either guard spot if there is an issue injury ineffectiveness whatever that's a good player to have in the fold there too so um at any rate that's just my two cents on that. Brian Callahan likes the improved offensive line, by the way. And that is another article we have up on CincyJungle.com. And we'll talk about something else Zach Taylor said on Monday. Here is the link in those Facebook and YouTube live chats. Brian Callahan praises the Bengals' improved offensive line, including Volson, Lael Collins, Alex Kappa, Ted Terrace, And again, this is from the great Jeff Hobson, quote. uh, That's always been my, that's always been his MO. Tough, physical, always finishes everything, finishes everyone. That's sort of what makes him who he is. And that's Callahan talking about Lael Collins. Um, And then of course, quote, that's a good thing. We need that on our team, on our offense up front. Those other guys are like that too. Ted's like that. Kappa's like that. Those guys we brought in have that mentality, where they're always taking it to the edge a little bit and therein may in maybe a little bit of what <laughs> uh what led to what we saw uh, you know a week or so ago at practices there um that's uh that you know uh, well i you know i think that that there, there's that mentality of just you know I, i'm gonna win i'm gonna dominate and you know other factors at play there, but quote, don't sleep on that. Uh, shut, uh, shucks thing. He's got going. He looks to finish people all the time. So I think that's a good mix and to finally get those guys coming together. It's fun to watch. That's Brian Callahan talking about Cordell Volson on that one. And then, um, he, he called the group quote, the edgiest group we've ever had. And when you've got TJ Watt, Miles Garrett, et cetera, that's a good thing. So right now, when you look at this offensive line starting group from week one this year to even week I mean obviously week one last year but even in the postseason last year night and day difference and now also the good news is the Bengals have some depth in Sharping and others that they've brought in so you like that and you know Carmen as a backup again not ideal for the draft position like I mentioned but Carmen as a backup if he needs to come in for short spells that's not the worst thing in the world right now either if for some reason that needs that needs to happen. So you've got some depth on the on the back end there that that helps you on some things, gives you some contingency plans should you need to go there. But right now the Bengals offensive line looks good and Brian Callahan likes what he sees there. Um I'm gonna follow it up here with a with a string of news, and this is from Laurel Failer on uh hopefully I'm pronouncing her name right. Another great, another great Bengals coverage lady here. Bengals coach Zach Taylor says, and here's the tweet. Um, Bengals head coach Zach Taylor says, becoming more explosive in the running game is something the team can do better. He's excited about the potential there. And that may be not only, yes, another, you know, let's get another career year out of Joe Mixon, but it may also be something pointing to hey, let's get Chris Evans more involved. Let's get him on the on the right side of things as well. So check that, check that out. And then if you check out the string of tweets connected to that, there are a lot of different things here that it's like four stories in one here. Uh, Taylor on how Bates has looked so far. He's been back and whether he looks ready to go. Quote, I forgot that he missed time, to be honest with you. So that's nice to hear. Um, And then going back to the offensive line, Taylor said he likes the progress made with the offensive line, which features four new starters. But some of those things with the chemistry and how well they play together are unknown unknowns until they play a game together. This is where I get a little worried about starters not taking snaps in the preseason. I get a little concerned about that. But, um, you know, I, I obviously don't. You know, I understand the not risking injuries, that sort of thing. So. For sure, I understand that. And Laurel Failer here, um, the captains for the Bengals this season, special teams captain uh, safety Michael Thomas. On defense, the captain, Sam Hubbard, Vaughn Bell, DJ Reader, some nice Ohio State representation there, as well as big DJ Reader out, out of Clemson. And then you've got offense Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow, and Ted Karras, new guy Ted Karras a captain on offense. So those are your team captains that were announced on Labor Day. There you go right there. So some good stuff from her. Appreciate her. You can, you can find her at Laurel, L-A-U-R-E-L-P-F-A-H-L-E-R on Twitter. Does some great work covering the Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, let's go – where do we want to go here? Let's we talked a little Aaron Donald here, so let's let's keep talking Aaron Donald. Unfortunately, or we talked about the Rams and you know the practice scuffle from a little little while ago. And should we? Do we need to pull up the quote of Allen Iverson? Practice. We're talking about practice. Uh, Aaron Donald on wielding two helmets in the Bengals Rams game, uh, Ram- Bengals Rams brawl at practice. Quote: It was just. A practice talking about practice, practice, uh, the actual quote here from AP pro football podcast quote, it was just a practice. It was football. I don't really want to go back to nothing negative that happened and talk about something that happened in a practice. My main focus is Buffalo deflect, 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 but at any rate, pretty ugly scene. Obviously he was seen swinging helmets at Bengals players and there is bad blood there, Um, I I recently came across a picture um, that I kind of forgot about in the Super Bowl where Donald was in the middle of another skirmish in that game. So aside from, like I said, you know, finally going up against another team in practice instead of your own guys, the heat, late in in preseason, late in training camp, all that kind of stuff, and then of course being beat by this team barely in the Super Bowl, there's also just some stuff, you know, Leonard Floyd, Leo, Collins have some history, and then you have Donald. And there's a little little skirmish there in that game. There's a you know kind of some some words being exchanged there, and I remember seeing that picture. I I had kind of that that memory escaped me a little bit. So at any rate, there's a lot here, but again, it, it was just practice, practice. Aaron Donald doing his best AI impression there. Oh well. Now let's get to some fun ones and some guy. The Bengals are eager to run this thing back. Get another. AFC title and hopefully a Super Bowl title under their belt here. Love this guy. Hopefully we can get this guy on our show sometime. Mike Hilton. Um he is ready to make another run, ladies and gentlemen. Mike Hilton. Uh you know, talking he he's you know, here's his contract status and all of that, but uh we're another year as a unit whole Uh, said Mike Hilton of a defense that finished near the top 10 last year, quote, we've got a lot of playmakers and a lot of guys are more confident in each other, ready to go out there and prove his worth. Pro football focus has him as one of the best slot corners. And then you go down here, quote, we're even more hungry than we were last year with us being a young team, having that playoff experience is big for us. We know what it takes and we've got the right guys in the locker room to do it. Really cool thing last year with him. If you remember, he had his first pick six in his career against the Steelers in Cincinnati. So that was kind of cool. And then, of course, he came up big in the Tennessee Titans game as well, Uh, a, a guy that has been extremely valuable to this defense and uh, oddly enough he was kind of known for his pass rush and sacks and all that kind of stuff he got he got that going a little later in the season uh, but it was a little slower on that front but still a, a very able cover guy a guy who was very very valuable for the Bengals and so he's looking forward to running that one back there and it is not only some good quotes there but some uh, a little bit of a profile player profile on him as well I, did, I haven't done this in a few weeks here so, we're going to do a little, and this is one that we do for this specific episode. We do a tweet of the week, and this is another one that's kind of like that, Mike, that some of those Mike Hilton quotes. All right, here you go. Charlie Goldsmith with some gold from T. Higgins right here. Brief. You got to love it. But Tweet of the Week here, T. Higgins, we're looking to make that run again. It's a new team. We have the potential. Very basic, very simple, but very sweet. T. Higgins, we're looking to make that run again. It's a new team. We have the potential. So T. Higgins and Charlie Goldsmith of the Cincinnati Inquirer are providing us with the material for the Tweet of the Week. And, yes, I know it's the beginning of the week, but it's still a Tweet of the Week. We like it. Anyway, so, again, Mike Hilton. T. Higgins, everybody just chomping at the bit to get going and continuing this thing and building upon what we saw last year. We're going to get to the AFC North in just a second. I want to just share this one shameless plug because I wrote it, but it's a fun one. Uh, how do you how do you tailgate at home? How do you all do uh, celebrate and watch the games at home? What are some of your recipes? What are some of your best Games and go-tos and different things as you host, as you just sit and relax and watch some football, whatever the case may be, what do you do? Uh, we have a fun little article here about, you know, maybe some personal things and different things that help you get set up to have a good home gate. Obviously, our guy, Bengal Jim, has the ultimate tailgate, as does uh, others in the in the Bengals community. They throw on awesome tailgates outside I know who uh, baby and, and Bengals captain also throw in a, a good one too. So um, you got to go and check these out. But obviously if you're not going to the game, if you live far away like I do or whatever, you got to find alternatives, right? So what do you do at home? What do you, What are some of your recipes? Who do you bring over? What do you got? Leave, leave some in the comments or le- either on that post or, Hey, leave them here on the uh, on the recording there. Just a fun one for you all to read as week one is around the corner. So go do your thing, stock up, and of course, share your recipes, share your stories, all that kind of stuff. We want to hear it.
2: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs
1: All right, let's transition to the AFC North, and of course, let's transition to the Pittsburgh Steelers because that is who is coming to town to face the Cincinnati Bengals here. Deontay Johnson, who is a pretty good wide receiver, had some issues with drops a couple of years ago. Um, you know, had a, had a decent year last year as well. Um, he is not a full participant in the Steelers' first practice before Week One. He got injured, I believe it was in the finale. Kind of a weird finale there. He got injured. T.J. Watt had a knee injury. And then, of course, you have um, Najee Harris, the weird story there where Mike Tomlin and company said, oh, his foot got stepped on early in training camp. And he kind of said, no, I didn't get stepped on. I had a Liz Frank injury. So that is something that's tricky and definitely has to be monitored going in there. So Deontay Johnson, not a full participant. Um, and, uh, in, in the first Steelers practice here, uh, let's see. Um, yeah, you can see here. uh, I think he, he got hurt after a catch there. It looked like, but, um, we'll see what happens if he plays there, but you see here, this is Nick of Steelers now quote on Monday, he worked off to the side away from the rest of the wide receivers during individual drills. The receivers ran routes while Johnson took it lightly and worked out. His shoulder. So you see here, this is him doing some other stuff. Brooke Pryor, who covers the team, uh, also showing some things that he's doing there. So we'll have to see. Obviously, this, this bears more weight later in the week based on what happens and how he par- participates in practice, but definitely something to watch and something to note as this team comes to Cincinnati. And by the way, that was from behind the steel curtain, the SB Nation Steelers site there. And then a a little story here about Kenny Pickett on the same site. And I will share this here. Kenny Pickett singularly focused on improving. So obviously he had a you know, a pretty good preseason there. Uh, I think one of which was a comeback win that was pretty thrilling and all kinds of, or last second win. Uh, quote, I just focused on getting better, still learning a lot of things, getting my first true game plan going into Cincinnati. So a lot of things I'm learning, taking it all in stride and enjoying it. Well, you see here, he was in the starting quarterback job with Mitch Trubisky. Um, as of, I haven't looked today, admittedly, but I looked last week. Um. I don't know if they've re-updated the depth chart, but Trubisky is starting. They have Trubisky starting. They have Rudolph as the the backup and Pickett as the third string. Um, So I'm inclined to think that's still where they're at with things. I didn't look today, but as of now, uh, Trubisky is the guy against Cincinnati and Pickett, the rookie, the the first round pick is just focusing on on getting better. We'll see what happens. I mean, I – Some think that Trubisky is going to have a nice career renaissance with the Steelers and a a little bit more of a stable organization than the Bears and giving them a true shot. Some people feel that you know it's only a matter of time before the first-round pick gets out on the field and whatever. But uh, at any rate, we'll we'll have to see. But it looks like Trubisky is going to be the guy against Cincinnati. Now, this is one of the other guys that got hurt here, and this is from Steelers.com. Demonte Kazee, a really active defensive back, kind of a fun piece for a lot of defensive coordinators to use. Quote The quote about him is he looks good when he's freed up, and that's kind of the thing with him. If you followed him or know anything about him when he was with the Falcons, he was a fun player for them for a little bit, uh, making some turnovers and just really active player, but Unfortunately, some injuries kind of derailed his career. Now he was coming in as kind of the third safety, kind of a swing guy here, and he got hurt in the finale. And now I think he is on IR return. Um, so he's, yeah, here you go. Preseason finale against uh, Lions that landed him on the reserve injured list. Um, expected to miss at least four games, but uh, you know he was basically slated to come in a lot in, in, in their packages. So this is a little bit of a, a hit to them. And oh, by the way, Does this name ring a bell to you? In case you forgot, Terrell Austin is the Steelers' defensive coordinator. He is the guy who was the Bengals' defensive coordinator for half a year in Marvin Lewis' last season with the Bengals in 2018. So he's the guy calling the shots on the defensive side of the ball. Terrell Austin, former Bengals' defensive coordinator, now defensive coordinator for the Steelers, in case you had forgotten or in case you hadn't heard that's what's going on there. All right. Continuing on with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and this is on Steelers.com. They're team captains. I don't know if, um, how much Bengals fans truly care about the team captains, but that's what it is. Uh, players, Steelers players voted. Team captains are running back Najee Harris. Kind of a big deal in his second season there. Quarterback Mitch Trubisky, defensive tackle Cam Hayward. That is predictable. Linebacker T.J. Watt, that is predictable on defense. And Miles Killebrew on special teams. So uh, Harris is a first-time captain in just a second season. Trubisky is a Steelers captain for the first time. I think he was a captain previously with the Bears. Um, and then Hayward, who, by, man, 12th season. Time flies. I didn't realize he had been playing that long. He's been an outstanding player, though. Defensive captain for the eighth consecutive year is cam hayward so um and then watt was a captain back in 2020 as well those are your team captains those are the guys you'll see probably coming out for the coin toss and all kinds of different things so keep be uh be aware be aware you'll see those big c's on their on their jerseys there let's move to the browns talk about a couple of things now this has a couple of stories in it together uh, and this is from Anthony Poisel on ClevelandBrowns.com. news and notes going into week one, that sort of thing at Conklin, good offensive tackle. He was injured quite a bit last year, did not see a lot of time. He might be able to come back and play week one. And then the Browns did add uh, to kind of tack on an additional story here. The Browns did bring in Joe Haig, veteran tackle as well. So um, you see here, We definitely want to see how today's practice went, Stefanski said about Conklin. It's about, for Jack, stacking days on top of each other, back-to-back practices and those types of things. Um, He had a season-ending knee injury last year, did Conklin. So um, we'll see what happens. And they have a very, very interesting game to start the season, do the Cleveland Browns, because they are going against the Panthers and – guess who the starting quarterback is for the Carolina Panthers in case you haven't heard. That's right. Baker Mayfield coming. And I got to tell you, I don't, I, you know, Baker Mayfield has some talent and all the, you know, but he's been inconsistent. He's been hurt. All these kinds of things. The one thing that I've always seen about Baker Mayfield is he plays huge in wherein there are games that he is starting and there is massive motivation He seems to always play well against the Bengals. And in, I can think of at least three games, there was massive motivation for him. Some talk about him losing his job. There was the OBJ thing in another game. And then, oh, by the way, Hugh Jackson joining the Bengals in his rookie season and that whole debacle. Those three games in itself, he played outstanding football. And of course, it was because there was a massive amount of, you know, uh, just, desire and you know all kinds of the storylines behind it you think if you think about that think about him going against Cleveland this week oh boy well we'll see big uh fun game coming up there definitely one to keep an eye on Cleveland and Carolina so uh you know you think the ambition is there for Baker Mayfield good lord uh Browns also get a good tight end uh, get some good depth here. A guy who made some plays for the Steelers in the past few years. And Jesse James, former Steelers tight end stays in the division and gets added to the Cleveland Browns. He is backing up um, David and Joku and others. Um, so this was, uh, you know, this might be something that he does a little bit of H back stuff. Cause it says having no fullbacks and only two tight ends on the roster seemed improbable. Um, James, James, James gives them a little bit of an insurance policy on that front. So um, that's definitely something that uh, they needed there. Um, But yeah, he's eight years. Good Lord. I didn't think he was that he'd been in the season that long or been in the league that long, eight years. Uh, But Jesse James, now a Cleveland Brown stays in the division has had his moments against the Bengals and with the Pittsburgh Steelers for sure. Eight years—that's just mind-blowing. I can't believe he's that high up there. All right, let's cruise with a couple of different, uh, a couple of different stories with the Baltimore Ravens, and then we will get on out of here. This is on Baltimore beatdown, the Baltimore Ravens blog within the SB Nation network. Practice report: Ronnie Stanley and Kyle Hamilton return. Man, those safeties for the. The Ravens seem to be pretty formidable uh, between Marcus Williams and now um, Kyle Hamilton being, being in there. But Ronnie Stanley is practicing today. He was on the pup list 10 days ago, but they brought him off of it. And he is easing back into things, and he is practicing. Looks like full participant in practice here. So they don't know if he's going to be playing week one, but I think if he continues to do that, that is the plan as well. And then just some other notes on this defensive lineman, Brent Urban. um, He's number 97. He was a former Raven who came back this year. Inside linebacker, Josh Ross is 51. Inside linebacker, Delshawn Phillips claimed off waivers last week is 53. So they also have a very intriguing matchup this week taking on the Jets. A lot of people think Jets are going to be sneaky here, but obviously Zach Wilson and his injury, a little bit of a mystery with things too. So guess who might get the start against the Baltimore Ravens? If Zach Wilson is not going to play, that would be, I believe, Mr. Mister Joe Flacco. Isn't that, isn't that their backup? Uh, I don't know. Uh, at any rate, Zach Wilson uh, is – they aren't ruling him out of the regular season opener against the Ravens, um, which is interesting because this was a, he underwent arthroscopic surgery on the 16th. So that's like not, that would be less than a month. Uh, We put Zach through a workout today. Looked good. Felt good. Sala said, we're going to see how the knee responds today. And tomorrow we'll have an answer for everybody Wednesday. So interesting to see. And yes, I was correct. For some reason I, I was doubting myself. I don't know why I do that, but Joe Flacco. Would be the guy if Wilson can't go. Joe Flacco, Mr. Elite, would be the guy to face the Baltimore Ravens. So you've got former quarterbacks. Not only do you have the Steelers week for the Bengals, Bengals Steelers going against each other at Paul Brown Stadium. You have potentially Joe Flacco going up against his old team, the Baltimore Ravens, in which he won a Super Bowl. And then you have the Cleveland Browns going up against the Carolina Panthers who just grabbed Baker Mayfield, and Baker Mayfield is starting – Against his old team. Crazy, crazy week for the AFC North, to say the least. And a fun one. A lot of games to monitor. And an important week. Always good to get off on the right foot to start the season. Especially when it's against a divisional team like the Bengals facing the Steelers. That's going to do it for us. Obviously, a lot of other headlines around the NFL. But we wanted to focus in on the AFC North because it's a big, big week in the division. Have a great and safe holiday the rest of today. Have a great week. Sunday's going to come soon, and we've got a lot of material on this show, on Bengal Gym Show, and of course, from Matt Minnick doing Coach Speak and Chalk Talk all on the Cincy Jungle Podcast channel on your favorite audio streamer. Go subscribe to that. Leave us a review. Hopefully a five-star one if you can. That'd be awesome. Helps us out. And then, of course, you can subscribe to the OBI YouTube channel right there. Click the bell to be notified when we go live, when new content is available. And... Hey, keep it to jungle.com for your news, opinions, analysis, everything. We'll keep you covered. I promise. Take care, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your holiday.